This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Alrighty, 10 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. The third hour of the Power Breakfast Show. Thank you, AV5 News. Brave, of course, uh, she'll be back at noon for your major news. Of course, Sir Charles will be in today. That I know for sure. All right? That I know for sure. All right, we still have our um, Minister Gonzalez on it, on, uh, still online with us. Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. Are we, are we taking any calls? Yes, I, I want to take a couple of calls um, from our listening, from our listeners. So, um, 222-8255-612-8255. And those in North America, 866 866- Five two five one zero nine nine. Of course, that's a toll-free number. Of course, send us a message on our uh, message board as well. All right, uh, Elizabeth. Good morning, uh, Wendy Ann. Good morning to you as well, and D. All right. Okay. All right. When we left Minnesota, we were talking about NGC and uh, T and Tech. And the four yeah. billion dollars that they that is owed NGC from TNTech. What do you think they can pay that off? Well, the RIC has given them in this rate review. The RIC give them ten years. So the RIC, um, <clears throat> the RIC is of the view <clears throat> that with the proposed um, rate increase, it will allow TNTech to um, increase its revenue position and now enter into a loan arrangement to settle this debt over a 10-year period because the RIC has recognized that with the current rate structure, TNTEC will be in no place to, to be able to pay that um, outstanding debt to the RIC. The last time that this this was um, settled, the government had to take a loan. The government had to take a loan to, to wipe off the debt. I think it's somewhere in 2017, the government had to take a loan to wipe off the debt owed um, by TNTEC to the NGC. So this has been an ongoing situation where TNTEC is unable to pay its debt to, um, to, to the RIC because of the insufficiency and the fact that they, there was not a rate review at the appointed time, at the statutory time since 2007. But now the chickens are coming home to roost. And we have to make a decision. Do we keep the arrangement in place and take another loan of $5 billion to allow TNTEC and, and, and not adjust the, the price of electricity? I, I don't think that is a... a that is a, a, a responsible way in which um, this should be dealt with. And um, and I tell you this, eh? let me see eh? as much. I, I promise not to speak too much on the rate review, because I don't want to confuse the process. I want to allow the RIC to do it. But even the TNTEC business plan that they submitted to the RIC to justify um, a rate review um, for the commission, they, they utilize a gas pricing arrangement of $3 which is still below the, the market rate for gas. So, the, so it is still being subsidized to the tune of billion of dollars at the level of the price that we are paying for gas. So when people come out and they criticize and now is not the right time and this and that and all these business people and what have you, I understand, I understand, I do understand, but we have, we have difficult decisions to make as a country we have to manage our affairs. We have to prescribe our own bitter pills and do what we must do to survive as a country because you, this cannot be allowed to continue and yet still there, there is the demand on the population for um, 
you know, for electricity supply to remain consistent, to remain reliable, when the utility company is not getting enough money to undertake its preventative and its routine maintenance to purchase its gas, to pay the power producers, to pay NGC, it's simply not raising the money. And the question should be, when, where is the money going to come from? Well, I'm, I'm glad you said right. that because yeah. it, you, you're saying it, it's been, and I know we're going to open the phone lines now yeah, too. I have a call already. Uh, consistent supply and a more reliable supply. Let's take the call first. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Um, I, I agree with everything that the gentleman is saying there. Um, with a pinch of salt, of course, because there are a lot of other factors. One of the major factors um, that he is mentioning is that they are having trouble maintaining the company as a business. And uh, that is the same exact situation that the small man or even the, the working class citizen is in. They are having trouble maintaining a house. And when the electricity raises, then it means that everything else is going to rain. I don't have any big, massive house. I don't live in the West. I, don't, I, live in, I have everything normal. Uh, but yet my electricity bill is almost $2,000 every cycle. And, and the only thing that is keeping me back from reducing my electricity bill is the high cost of, of, of energy, um, uh, energy efficient appliances. Now, when you look at the states that people have natural gas uh, or, or your Ramco gas tank hook up to your dryer, that's great. Or your Ramco gas tank hook up to your, your water heater. And, or you could go and you could buy solar panels and you could buy all of these things. But the more that people buy solar panels, the more that they use it, it's the less consumption of electricity. And as a business, if people are consuming less electricity, the bill is going to go up higher. The people who want to pay that high bill is the ones that cannot afford the energy efficient appliances. So we always have to look at the every action of our equal and opposite reaction. What is PNTEC doing to increase the quality of electricity provided? Or are they just raising the rate? I have no problem if PNTEC was just going to have a fluctuating rate based on whatever the gas price is. I have no problem with that. But the come every 16 years and then say, when is the right time? The right time is when it happens. When the price raises up, electricity is expensive. When the price goes down, Cheap. Why we cannot? Why, why we cannot feel cheap electricity? All right. Thank well, you. Well, his question, the caller's question, was kind of in the same vein that I was going to ask, Minister. The BP Shell solar plant that's coming on stream will mean that less money is being spent when that is fully operationalized on the natural gas stream. Is that correct? A correct assumption? Correct. Yes. So you're going to free up some of your gas. Will it mean will it mean a cheaper operation for TNTEC one? And it's and it's TNTEC, it is not necessarily. No, it's not going to it's not going to be a, a, a cheaper it's just, it's just a, a more a more supply. More more gas will be available for NGC to be able to supply to their, their pet chem and the downstream industries and to sell on the international market. Right. Where the people of this country will not benefit from the, the market price for gas as opposed to the concessionary arrangement between TNTEC and NGC. So the country is going to benefit in terms of having more gas to sell to the downstream industries and the, the international um, consumers um, and, and the, the price of that gas being sold at market rate as opposed to the concessionary arrangement. You mentioned the, the price of operation, the cost of production of electricity. How much emphasis in this new uh, paradigm is going to be placed on TNTEC infrastructure? We've had two, well, one significant outage last year. I think two. One was a little less than the first mm -hmm. one. And when the investigations were done, 
most of us were flabbergasted to know that something fall on something and knock out this high-tech grid in 2022. <laughs> so how much, how much emphasis is, is TNT placing on that and looking at possibly uh, a different kind of yeah. aesthetic for electricity transmission throughout the country? We still have the electricity and pools paradigm here, but other countries are moving in different directions. Yes, so um, the, the business plan that TNTEC would have provided to um, to the NGC, not to the NGC, sorry, the RIC in the, in the justification for a REIT review was a comprehensive capital investment program that the utility, the utility company would like to engage in to ensure that you have robustness on your, on your grid, you undertake the necessary um, maintenance, capital investment to do, you know, very, very critical maintenance to ensure that we have a reliable um, electricity supply. The RIC obviously um, is in agreement that TNTEC cannot undertake some of these um, 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 maintenance and preventative maintenance uh, um, projects without a rate review or if the government decides to you know, go on the international market and get billions of dollars from the IDB or CAF or what have you to invest in it, the country will now have to pay over a period of time and it increases our you know um gdp and then of course you have financial commentators criticizing the government for running up the debt and you know you can do anything and people will always find ways to criticize what we are trying to do is ensure that the utility or the commission recoup you know sufficient revenue from its customers so that it can undertake some of these investments on its own that is the ideal type um, of, of situation. So I agree with you that um, that a lot had to be done to make our grid more robust and that 2022 power outage and the report and the investigation that was done, um, it concluded that our grid is very, very robust. But unlike any other grid around the world, there are some deficiencies that we need to, to improve upon. And it pointed to some of the deficiencies in the grid. And it mandated that some of these things can be addressed by some of the capital projects that we intend to undertake in, in the coming years after the, the financial situation in the, in, the, in the commission has been um, improved. But um, as we speak, Paul, we are completing very soon in the first quarter of 2023, we will be completing that 220 kilovolt um, line that will add that level of robustness. The tree that fell um, on that, you know, 220 kilovolt line that resulted in, you know, a cascading of effects across the grid, resulting in a um, national outage in, in Trinidad. With this new line that we are constructing and we expect to be to, to, to complete in by March of this year, it will add another line, another 220 kilovolt line, so that in the event. Um, the unlikely event that something should happen with one of the 220 kilovolt line, we will have a standby line to ensure that you have a continuous supply of electricity. So that was a very, very uh, timely piece of investment. And uh, we believe that once that is done, it will add to the level of robustness and resilience that you expect. But in addition to that, there are a number of other things that we have to do to ensure that we have a reliable supply of electricity. And that is the reason why the REIT um, review at this point in time is necessary. Um, sometime last year, we had a number of outages. Let me tell you what, what was the reason for, for the number of outages that took place. Now, in, in the arrangement with TNTEC and the power producers, you have this um, 
engineering term that they call spinning reserves, meaning that you have to have this um, process where gas is consumed from your turbine in the event that you have any outage or any disruption on your grid. So even though it is not producing electricity to go into people's homes or into factories, industries, etc., it, it, it is a spinning reserve that in the event that you have a disruption, then it, it, it is triggered into effect. So TNTech was spinning reserves was somewhere in the region of 100 megawatts um, um, per day, per hour, which was costing the utility company hundreds of millions of dollars just to make sure that you don't have a national outage or you don't have an outage that is costly, that is going to um, deprive a significant portions of the national community uh, of, of electricity. So you have this spinning reserves taking place on a daily basis utilizing gas, burning up gas in the event of an, an outage, which was costing, it's like burning up hundreds of millions of dollars on a regular basis. Now, remember, your gas price on the international market is 4 $5, $6, as the case may be. So that is millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars that you're burning up. So in order to reduce that, because NGC, of course, is campaigning because your gas production is decreasing over the years, so NGC has asked TNTEC to reduce its spinning reserves so that more gas can be sold so that it can meet some of, of its contractual arrangement with the pet chem industries and, and, and some of its customers. So TNTEC had to reduce their spinning reserves to about 20 megawatts um, per, per day. And guess what? As soon as it was reduced, a number of outages started happening because the, the company, the commission, is now caught in a situation or a scenario where it has to reduce its, its operational expenses by the reduction of the spending reserves, the issues with respect to gas price and the amount of money that we are wasting in this arrangement um, via the gas pricing arrangement. And as soon as it was done, a number of outages started, we started experiencing on the grid. So it is a very, very, very difficult and delicate situation that we have to manage on a daily basis. And these are the things that we don't often speak to the country about, because as far as we are concerned as consumers, when we get up in the morning or in the night, we must turn on our lights. We must leave our lights running all day, um, you know, our fans, you know, iron and, and all these things. You know, we must, um, in, in the night, some of you, you drive past some of our playing fields and you see all these bright lights on and no one is, is utilizing the playing field. All of these things, gentlemen all of these things they cost hundreds of millions of dollars and if we have to have a sustainable electricity grid we have to make some serious adjustments at this point in time so that we can have a sustainable energy future and power future in this country so again, well I, I said the same thing yeah, because last week i was watching the the twin towers and central bank and three quarter of those buildings are all lit up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Correct. And that is costing that is costing you, the people of Trinidad Tobago, millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, right now, let me tell you all something. I was listening to a BBC radio program um, just last week, and they were talking about the rising cost of power in in France and some of the things that they had to do to reduce the cost 
to the government of, of um, in France. You know, let me tell you some of the things they are doing. They are ensuring that in the nights, all schools, no lights should be on. In all government offices, no light should be on. Street lights should come off at certain times, especially in roads where um, you have less traffic. They are taking off the, the, the street lights. They are um, some of those companies that utilize electronic billboards. All of these things are coming off. You understand? In 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 factories, in in supermarkets, guess what? At this time, it is winter time. They are now reducing their their consumption of electricity by allowing the stores to have at least at 20 degrees or something like that Celsius within the store. It's to reduce their reliance on 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 their heating bill and and, and what have you. So they were interviewing consumers and they were interviewing uh, some of the workers in some of those supermarkets and they're telling you that they are freezing now in, in the workplace because all of these companies are now, you know, pursuing initiatives to reduce their, their dependence on energy and to, and to control their energy bills. These are some of the real things that are happening all over the world. They're happening all over the world. Can you imagine if I would have come out one day and tell the people of this country at certain times in the night, some highways and some streets, we have to take off the lights? But these are things that are happening as we speak, gentlemen. You understand? So therefore, energy conservation, energy efficiency, they are all part of the equation because we are living in a world where things are changing on a constant basis. And the things that we take for granted, we are now confronted with the reality where we have to change our pattern of behavior because we, 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 would, we would have taken those things for granted over the years because they came at very cheap rates. But now um, we, have to, we have some serious decisions to make as is happening all over the world. I, I saw a basic utility bill in Barbados recently, 1,200 Barbados dollars, a simple house, three bedroom. Um, the, a simple house in, in Barbados, they got, they, they received their electricity from the, I think it's the Barbados Light and Power Company. And I was told by the resident that their bill on a monthly basis, about 12 to 1300 Barbados dollars. And I was showing them the proposed rate for the RIC and they were like, we should move to Trinidad. Hmm. Because we take these things for granted. So I'm hearing when is the right time? There will never be a right time for review of utility rates in any country. There will never be a right time. People will always find every single reason. But can we continue with this arrangement and yet still expect a reliable utility, reliable utility services from our service providers? And it certainly cannot happen. M it, Minister, it, I wanna yeah. sorry. I wanna go back to an issue that has been an issue for a while and I raised it with you um at one point in time and it was said that it would end soon that issued down top by south key where that water that clearly probably is maybe sewer water at least that's what people are reporting that's bubbling over and causing that 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 cup down there by that retention pump. it's happening again as a matter of fact as i look in the chat now the mayor just posted something that someone put um, sent to him concerning that situation down there. It had dissipated at one point in time, yeah. but it's now coming up again. As a matter of fact, over the weekend, I saw the water bubbling over again out of that sewer. What is happening down? So um, somewhere by the, the CCC compound of the, um, the Beetham and um, 
of the the Bitham Highway and um, the main road um, by, the, by the primary school. I can't remember the name of the primary school. There was a sewer collapse. And that um, sewer main is about 42 inches in width. And that is a sewer main that takes all of the water from Port of Spain in um, Mount Hope and it channels the water to the Bitham wastewater plant. So that, that main collapsed um, about two months ago. And Wasa and its contractor have been at work in changing over that um, and, and replacing the pipeline, the 42 inch pipeline, a number of lines that had to be replaced there. Now, the contractor on, on Wasa experienced some challenges because there was no alternative way in which to uh, channel the water to allow the pipelines to be changed over, actually using that same line to send the water to the Beetham wastewater um, treatment plant. Now, oftentimes, to get a line or two of the lines um, um, installed, it requires plugging of some of the sewer holes in some critical parts in the area. And in plugging the hole, because water keeps flowing there day and night, and it's just not only sewer water, but it is storm water from, you know, uh, bathrooms and what have you. So to plug the lines and plugging the lines to allow the installation of the new lines, it it is causing that effect in in some parts of um, um, of lower port of Spain. It the, the situation is very very difficult. It's very delicate, and uh, and I understand the challenges faced by the contractor and Wasa to to ensure that this project is completed. Um, the last bit of information update I have on it, I have on, on this particular matter, is that the project should be completed before end of this week, by midweek, where all of the lines will be installed to allow a free flow of the water um, and without having to plug the holes from time to time to allow some of the new lines to be installed. So every time you see evidence of you know water bubbling up from some of the manholes, it is because of the need to plug the holes, some of the holes at some points in time to allow the installation of the, the new lines. That is because you do not have an alternative access for the water to go. It is very unfortunate. We put pumps and what have you to control the flow of water. But from time to time, based on the volume of water that is flowing at a point in time, you will see evidence of some spill, um, spillage taking place. But the project is nearing an end and I'm hoping to see the end of this um, unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, Mm. Very, well, does, it, does it require some sort of signage or something in the area, at least alerting people um, that they have options to not pass there? Because there are options. There are options yeah. that you can take an, an alternative route. But once yeah. you get to that point, you're stuck and you have to drive through that murky, filthy Water. Yeah. yeah. So it, is it happening now? Because um... it, it is. It is. Yeah, it had some, water. Said, it had some water there this morning. Yeah, as I said, the mayor just posted something in the chat, so that's why I raised it again. I will look into it because um, they were supposed to have enough pumps to control and to prevent that from happening. So I will investigate because this is something that had to be monitored constantly. We ensure that the entire area, especially around the school, is properly um, sanitized and what have you. So this is not supposed to be happening because enough pumps are supposed to be deployed to deploy to keep the water um, at a minimum level and to avoid that from happening. So, but all in all, the, the project is nearing, that component of the project is nearing completion, and we should see that a discontinuation of this thing from happening. But again, we shouldn't be having 
that spillage taking place. So I will look into it as soon as I come off this interview. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Did we leave out anything, Minister? We we have a couple of minutes uh, again. I just want to um to 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 talk about briefly. Just if we can switch back to Wasa, mm-hmm. um, because we we are expecting to sign uh um the contractual document with the IDB to get access to the first um the first component of a three hundred and fifteen million US dollars um loan investment for the water sector in Trinidad and Tobago. The first loan operation is um, to the tune of to get access to the tune of 80 million US dollars. We intend to sign that contract at the end of this month. We are putting um, in place some of the requirements that we were, we were asked to put in place by the IDB so that we can begin getting access to to the funds by by the start of February. And once that happens, we will the country would start seeing a number of major projects in the water sector taking place. So the transformation is taking effect. The board is managing that and the Office of Transformation, that is one component of the turning around of the the water sector. But there are some other things that are going to happen at the same time, which is for that that, expenditure of that 80 million US dollars. So in the first um, loan component, we intend to conduct major rehabilitation of the Guanaco water treatment plant in Arima to increase water production to 2 million, which will address the problems in central Arima and some of those areas. We will be investing in some modular water treatment plants in the Sangri Grande area, um, River Estate, uh, Blue Basin, in central Ravinsal, in um, Mayaro, some new water and, and Santa Cruz, some new water treatment plants that can add 15 or 20 million gallons of more water to the grid to increase and improve water supply we will be undertaking major rehabilitation work on the Karani water treatment plant the penal um, water treatment plant freeport in goldsboro um, in tobago and some of the key um, water treatment plants that fell into a state of disrepair restoring them to their full uh, production capacity bringing more water to the grid we'll be undertaking a number of well development in central trinidad targeting those areas that get water once every nine days or once every seven days and once those will come into production over the next three or four months those communities that are severely impacted will see an improvement in the water supply areas in manzanilla in um, in, in in the east um parts of Grandi will see a dramatic improvement in their water supply once we start the, the deployment of these modular water treatment plant and um and it's not only investing in the infrastructure aspect, but we are also building capacity with the establishment of an Office of Water Resource Management inside of WASA to be able to manage the various aspects of our water resource, building resilience, building capacity within the Ministry of Public Utilities so that it can provide oversight for the transformation that is taking place, the wide-scale transformation that is taking place in the water sector. And the third component of that $80 million is the establishment of a smart water network where we're investing a lot in technology, where the entire grid can be automated with and, and we move away from this situation where you depend on people to turn you know, a cork and turn a valve in the ground for people to get water. All of these things will now be um, automated. So you would now start to see a creation of a smart water network where the grid can be controlled from a centralized office. We will be able to detect 
um, disruptions that will be taking place. So it is a very, very important development that is going to take place at the end of this month because we will now get access to financial resources to be able to undertake some of these major things for the water sector in Trinidad and Tobago. So I look forward to that. Well, that's good news for Richard. So no man can be vexed with the woman in the area decide he can put him back on the stop cock. Well, <laughs> well, um, but even before getting access to that, we you well, 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 fifteen in 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 Arima, and um, to address some of the problems like in, in Mount Place, Mount Pleasant, uh, Maturita, um, and Tanis, some of those areas. And I can tell you, I spoke to a couple of the residents for Christmas, um, Christmas going um, last month, and some of these people who suffered for water for 10, 15 years in that area. They had water for the very first time for Christmas. As a matter of fact, we turn around their water situation. You will be hearing much more about it, but we turn around their water, um, their water supply situation to 24/7 by the commissioning of that new well in Arima, which means that we now have additional water from Guanapo to channel to areas like Alano Gardens and Central Arima. So a lot of things are happening in that Arima area, um, even before we start getting access to that um, IDB loan where we're going to. Uh, to rehabilitate that Guanapo water treatment plant to bring more water into some of those areas that were hard hit mm. by poor water supply over the years. So a lot of good things are happening. And um, perhaps Richard should talk to some people in Mount Pleasant and Tanis and they would tell him and they would attest to some of the improvements that uh, that you know that that, it, that has happened over the last mm. uh, couple of weeks. Well, let me put out an early proviso to Paul. Eh? It's Paul in particular, I'm not looking for a walk. But Minister, based on based on your knowledge and grasp of what's happening in public utilities in the time that you've been there, I'm impressed. I'm not looking for a walk ball. Every time I pray somebody, Paul said Paul feel like looking for a walk. I am looking for I don't think he's hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, but is a lot of things are happening in in the utility sector. I am very, very anxious. I, I mean, the next time I come on this program, I even want to, I will come and talk about what is happening in solid waste. We are we are in a very, very good place to commence the construction of our first engineered um, um, landfill in in Forest Park in in South Trinidad, which will now lead the way for the decommissioning of the Beetham. Guanapu and and, um, and Forest Park landfill. We, we we are completing our waste characterization study. We are completing the requirements for the EM, the EME, etc. And once that is completed, we anticipate they will all be completed by by April or May of this year. And once those in, this, these two important studies are completed, we will now begin the process for the design and construction of a new engineered landfill. Um, in Trinidad So it is the waste sector, a lot is happening. The beverage container bill, bill is coming to Parliament soon. The policy and integrated waste management policy for Trinidad and recycling policy and, and, and legislation. Um, I am also very excited. I have not been speaking much about it publicly, but um, very soon I will be, the country will be very, very amazed to see the kind of work that went into um, the management of solid waste in Trinidad and Tobago as we but seek to well, I, I also want to bring in there any any um, improvements because it is is out um, oh, the garbage trucks. Let me ask you about this because you might know picking up tires to recycle. 
Because at every corner, there's always a, some idiot that drops off an old tire. Mm -hmm. Is there a recycling plan for that? Yes. So the, the waste recycling policy would treat with the various streams of waste. So, you know, people talk about recycling and they always talk about the beverage container bill, the beverage container bill. But there are different streams of waste. You have e-waste. You have um, waste from medical supplies. You have waste from tires, waste from containers, plastics, etc. So the waste recycling policy and legislation would be able to treat with the various streams of waste. So in response to your question, yes, it is going to be able to treat with the issue of um, the disposal of our tires, as well as the disposal of our, disposal of our containers, plastics, etc., and, and the various streams of waste. So I'm very excited about the work that we did over the last two years in the waste um, management sector, and very soon the country will hear of the plans that we intend to roll out over the next um, the next two years with respect to you know getting that that um, that aspect of the public utilities on the road, and as we seek to create a very you know clean and sustainable environment, mm -hmm. a circular economy in Trinidad mm -hmm. to be. What about TT Post? TT Post, because I had sent you a message regarding TT Post a while back, and I it, it oh my lord, what is going well, on with TT Post? Well, you have not been hearing much complaints about TT Post. Um, in the public domain because the board and the management able to stabilize the operations there um, and we would have seen an improvement in the um, in the, the time that it takes to deliver you know meals etc but what we are uh, putting we are putting some focus on introducing new services in the postal sector because certainly um, bulk mail you know we, we have seen a reduction in bulk mail people are not sending for example utility bills are being sent digitally and a number of companies would you know start utilizing digital platforms in which to communicate with their customers so um so there's a a, a massive reduction in, in bulk mail and the the the, the corporation would have uh, seen a, a marked reduction in revenues you know garnered from the the use of bulk mail um but the the company is entering into strategic arrangements with government agencies to provide a number of services even with the u.s embassy to deliver passports with nibdec to deliver some packages ministry of works and transport citation um notices um, notices that are generated as a result of um, the, the new demerit point system the red light camera the new fixed penalty system so the company is now um seeing an improvement, an increase in its revenue position by some of these strategic commercial arrangements um, with government agencies and in the private sector. And over the next year or two years, we'll be further investing in digital services to create new packages and new offerings to the public so that it can move towards um, financial sustainability, whilst um, maintaining a better service for customers who continue to, or to utilize the traditional form of sending meals, but that practice is, you know, is you're seeing a marked reduction in it. And TT Post is now looking at entering into new uh, and strategic arrangements to be able to generate the um, um, revenue so that it can remain sustainable. Minister, I have one last question, and it and it goes back to water again, right? Um, the issue of every time rain falls, we mm -hmm. have no water. Somebody mm -hmm. so, so Charles, stability. Like, yeah. Cora in particular, mm -hmm. stability. 
when will we stop hearing that word and when will we stop having an issue like that? You always have the word turbidity will always be around, but um <laughs> you're right, you're right. That is because when I'll, I'll tell you this, eh? we we have been we are blessed in Trinidad Tobago to have good quality water, good quality surface water that so many countries in the world wish that they had access to. And and those surface water sources um benefited this country significantly over the years. The richness in our rivers, our ecosystem, you know, we, we have benefited from these things over the years. Unfortunately, because of the way that we treat our environment, the, 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 the level of disrespect that we, we show to our rainforest, the illegal quarrying that we allow uh, to take place in our main water catchment areas, the citizens are now paying the price and now people are learning about water turbidity. Water turbidity is now a reality because of how we as human beings and we the citizens treat the environment and some of the sensitive ecosystems around the country that is so important to our livelihood. And because of that, we now have to invest in groundwater or well development um, in, in the coming year or two to get water from our underground aquifers as opposed to some of our surface waters because of the way in which we now treat and uh, we are treating our um, our environment. So in this loan operation with the IDB, um, we will be uh, undertaking a, pro a program of well development in the Stanley Grandi area so that we can now reduce our reliance on these surface water sources and now have a good balance with surface and groundwater or well water so that in the event that some of our surface waters um, intakes are impacted because of extreme weather condition and the way that we treat our environment, we can continue to have access to our wells and our underground, underground water sources. So the level of disruption will now be finally minimized because of that other alternative that we are pursuing to get water. But in addition to that, we are looking at the redesign of a number of intakes, our surface water intakes. We are looking at um, investing in some of the equipment and technology to be able to treat with high turbid waters so that our plants will continue to function even when we have extreme weather condition. That is the reason why we, we are making that investment in the water sector. But remember, the reason why we have turbidity issues, it is because of how we treat the environment. Okay, so I guess turbidity will be with us forever. It is not going to be with us forever. We are now investing in the infrastructure so that even when, even if we have turbid water conditions, the technology will be able to treat with it, and we will now have alternative sources of groundwater, well water, which is will, will not be impacted by what happens on the outside. Okay, water for all. That is a I don't the like new, the new version. <laughs> the new version, correct. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I have an FNGB starting very soon, so I um, should be now calling the interview to an end. All right. Well, thank you so much, Minister, for being thank with you. us this morning. And thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to come on the show and you know share some um, information with the the national community, your listening audience. I think um, it's not only uh, an opportunity to inform the citizenry of what is taking place in my ministry, Ministry of Public Utilities, but really some of the hard issues that confront us as a country and 
um, some of the, the tough decisions that we have to make if we want to continue to survive for the next 20 years. And sometimes we will have some difficult decisions to make, but it is well within our capacity as citizens, this country that we love so much. You know, when we sing our national anthem and we, we, we see our flag, you know, flying, we feel so very proud. But from time to time as a country, we have to band together, hold our hands, make some difficult decisions, but so that we can survive and generations coming after can have a country that they can also be proud of. Mm. You have all the makings of a prime minister, yes? I will say no more. <laughs> Never leave you alone. <laughs> good blessings to you all. All have right. All the way. Leave him with a good laugh there. All right. All the best to you, minister. Take care. Recording stop. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> of course, I was minister Gonzalez speaking with us this morning on Paul Breakfast Show. Go ahead and take a quick break. Be right back. Get a master's degree from the UWE Atta Lockjack Global School of Business. We offer programs to fit your busy lifestyle with internationally accredited degrees and online classes for MBA, HR, finance, marketing, sustainable energy, and SME management. Lockjack GSB is an affordable and convenient choice for career-driven, leadership-oriented professionals. Registration is now open for January 2023. Learn more at lockjackgsb.edu.tt. That's lockjackgsb.edu.tt. Or email admissions at lockjackgsb.edu.tt. Hey, Furniture Plus has a new year mattress sale for you. Get queen mattresses from just $899 and suited pillows starting from only $80. Also hundreds of Sealy and suited mattresses while stocks last. Check press and social media for details. Here's your kiss power choice. A little voice for you. A track called Long Live Soka. I come from a place
with your kiss for a choice. Thank you so much for the kiss and making company. Voice, long live Soka. Tell her what the weather is going to be like for today. Mostly sunny, hazy, and breezy, despite the occasional shower. That's what they're saying. I think that's the tune that's supposed Is it? Okay. Yeah. There's a moderate concentration of Sahara dust in the air. Just I'll let you know that. All right. Oh, that's Sahara dust. We get into that season already. That's how it does. Anyway, I thought Charles was going to be in today. He said he was coming in today. Now he says he's coming on Wednesday. I have no idea. I have no idea. All right. Hi, right, gentlemen. This is where we're going to wrap up for this Monday. The ninth day of January. Go have a fantastic Monday morning. I know it's Monday of the work week. I know it can be sometimes, you know, a hard day. But have a fantastic day, nevertheless, wherever you are across the planet. And remember to smile and laugh. It's good for your health. Yeah, and the fact that we don't have a holiday for a while. Yeah. When you think about it, we don't have a holiday till Easter, not so? Well, if you want to include carnival, I don't know. Uh, carnival, people will do, but I think it's, I think it's Easter. What the hell? What the, no, no, um... Yeah, thirty eight, which is a Thursday. Right, right. So that that's our first holiday. Yeah. Anyway, a wonderful day. Remember to let go and let God. All right, gentlemen, have a good one, folks. Keep it locked on. As I always say before I go, please adopt, please donate. If you're missing your pet from earlier's night. Please check Facebook. There's so many animals found, including parrots. Please check uh, Facebook. They have a lot posted up there. TTSBC collected a lot as well. They've rescued. Oh, right. Of course, uh, just a reminder, you can come to the Pet Butler on Harris Street in Kirep. Dr. Jermaine Gooding will be our vet on Thursday. Just keep that in mind. You want to see him. Let your food be see the vet. They all need shots, including cats. A lot of people don't know that cats need, cats need shots. They do. They do. I've got Dr. Jimmy Gooding as good as that. He's got that. His prices are very reasonable. All right, of course, Pet Butler is on Harris Street, just off the southern main road. You don't know which one is Harris. It's the one opposite Farm Road. as the road that takes you out from the southern main road to Waiwasa on the eastern main road. All right, you can call 610-8725. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Have a good day, folks. So I leave you with DJ. You know the DJ already. He's been on for a long, long time. Yeah, he's been on for a long, long time. DJ Computer. Thank you for choosing Power Water 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.